Sometimes I forget. Hey, hello again, hey. and welcome to another episode of the Fun Fans Podcast. I'm your host, James Dillard. With me, as always, my co-host, Bailey Jackson. How you doing, B? I am good. It is springtime in the Carolinas. Hey, it wasn't a beautiful day today. Hey, opening up the pool this weekend. A lot of work, but we're going to enjoy it. Sounds like an invitation. All right, I look forward yep. to it. All right. Hey, we got a special guest coming today. Uh, Chris Whitney's going to be with us. We're getting into some spring football that happened yesterday. We're going to highlight this weekend's results from baseball, softball at Clemson. I have a surprise interview. I've been saying something big was coming. And, you know, we got Chris Whitney. That's big. But yep. if something's big, we got a big interview. It's a recorded interview, but it's going to be awesome. And we're going to give away a koozie. Uh, but first, I uh, just want to point out that we are a proud part of the Fanboys Fangirls Podcast Network. If you're a true sports fan, the Fanboys Fangirls is perfect for you. Find various nationwide podcasts and other sports media at thefanboys.com and all forms of social media, the fanboys, the fun fans podcast is the official podcast for Clemson fans. And where is our official place to eat for away games, Bailey? Well, we can eat there anytime, but yeah, this uh, is true. Ruben's food, sports, spirits, and catering, the best wings around with two locations in the upstate 1083 Batesville Road in Greer. And 11028 Anderson Road in Piedmont. Find at rubensc.com. Rubens is a great place to eat for all sports fans. That's right. Awesome. So, the big thing kind of happened this weekend at Clemson. Obviously, you know, it's a big football school, so we had the spring game. So, let's talk about the spring game real quick, Bailey. Were you able to watch the spring game? I, I did not. And, and um, why don't you give your take on the spring game? I know the defense played well. I know mm -hmm. the offense was very vanilla, I'm imagining. Uh, and I know some guys did not play. Uh, so you right. give your take, and then I'll give my take on spring football in general. Got you. So my impression was, it's kind of like Bailey said, I thought the defense played really well. And I'm fairly certain, not, well, not 100% sure, but fairly certain Xavier Thomas didn't even play. And in my opinion, he's the best player on the field whenever he's out there. When he walks on the field, no matter who we're playing and what's going on, he's the best player on the field. Um and the offense, I mean, there were some obviously some really good positives. And my, we we might we have some studs running the ball. Okay, Mafa looked bigger than last year. He's he's starting to look like a Derrick Henry type running back or something. I mean, he even looked taller. I, I don't know, maybe he grew a little bit vertically as well as in the weight room, but uh, he just looked big uh, running the ball. Dominique Thomas looked like a little Barry Sanders to me, and not just because he was wearing number 20. He's got a little maneuverability there. And um, Shipley didn't even play. So, yeah, I mean, they, about, we've talked about this before. They got guys we don't even know that right. are capable of playing, and they're Division One football players, and that's what they do. Yeah, they're, they're, they look good. Peter Woods was a freshman that looked really good, a, a true freshman, and he definitely did not look like a freshman. He's uh, a real for sure deal. out there. That's what everybody's saying. He's, he's a, he's a phenom. And it was, so this, this is the the take on the offense in general. First of all, they didn't look like great, great. However, I think people were looking for something. People were looking for something very different. They were looking for, Hey, we got a new coordinator and that is exciting. And I'm sure there are some things that are different. But I don't think that was something we were going to see in the spring game. It's, it's still it's still a spread offense. It's still, you know, the similar philosophy type. There's a lot of screens and that kind of stuff. So 
that that type thing probably made the attitude towards the offense feel not so great. Klubnik was putting some passes on the money. All right. He he was putting passes on the money, the timing routes. Eight out of his first nine. The the right. Then timing the timing routes that I saw, there was one that was underthrown, but at the same time, we had some cornerbacks that that were that just made some plays. So it's tough when you're playing an inter squad scrimmage, whether you know, one side's doing really well, the other side's making them look not so great. But um Well, I really think the defense is and you know from coaching all those years, right, that the defense should be ahead of the offense at this point. Especially Correct. especially if you have a new offensive coordinator. So that's right. Look, but I, I still really think that I think the defense will be outstanding and that means you don't have to score as many points. Right. And like uh, uh pointed out that or I don't think I've said yet, but the way our offense looked, they may have been up against the best defense they'll see all season. And I, right, that's the, that's the truth. Our linebackers, our entire defense is is legit. So, and we made a couple of field goals. Different guys made field goals. So that's a big question mark going in: is who's going to kick, take over field for goals BT. and extra points for BT Potter? Mm-hmm. So, um. I see in your notes you said Cade's got to quit running backwards. Um, yeah, that's that's the uh, biggest that's, negative that's I saw. Gonna, yeah, that, they'll fix that. I they mean, they like should have said, already fixed it. <laughs> like you said, Mr. Negative, they're playing against the best defense they might play. Now, can I give my take on spring football? Yeah, of course. You're the co-host. I used to despise spring football as a I'm football sure. coach. Oh, good. Yes. All right, so now with high school stuff, they're ready to play first game. They they walk. You can play the first game the first first of August. Mm-hmm. You know, no longer do you wait on that first practice like the last Friday in July where it was the first practice you're going two a days uh, because they practice all the time now. All, all sports do pretty much. So right. I I look at the spring as a chance to see some guys that that you maybe don't see as much during the season. And it's a reward. The spring game is a reward. And because of ESPN and people like that, we now have all these games televised. There's 50,000 people there. And, uh, but that's the game is the reward for the kids that have worked hard since really the end of last season. So um, I, I wouldn't put a lot of stock into what you saw on offense because mm-hmm. you know, and I know they're not running anything that's going to be rolled out Labor Day against Duke. I mean, they might run the base package, but. And I'm sure those coordinators had a list of things. This is what you can run, period. Yeah, well, I think the coordinators were calling for both, Yeah, like, orange and white offense. Yeah, I'm not sure. Godwin did the defense, and the new guy did the offense. But, yeah, you're not wrong. I had a head coach in one of my years coaching. Won't name who it was, but they literally said, the only reason we do spring is because everybody else does it. So yeah, it's it's not a it's not. But now, did you hear? Speaking of, uh, Dabo made some comments about not spring specifically, but having a spring game and the potential to have a um, preseason game. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. But I mean, there are some schools that would like to play someone else in the spring. Yes, um, yes, and that's what Dabo was saying. He, literally, college is the only level that that doesn't play some type of preseason high schools have preseason scrimmages and jamborees, right? The NFL obviously has their preseason games. They've cut them. They've, I think, I think they've taken one out, 
but they still they play two or three or so. Well, they added to the regular season. And yeah, right. But college does nothing. So I, I think that would be a very good um thing. Dabo likes it. It would be in August. It would probably make even more money and then have even more people. But you are correct. The the lower bowl in Death Valley Saturday was pretty full. So that was really good. Uh, like I say, kind of lends to the excitement of folks looking forward to the new offensive coordinator. And uh, we're just excited about the season because there's definitely going to be some tailgating. Yep. Right. That's right. All right. So I think that's enough about football for now. And I think we're ready for our special guest. I'm hoping. I think he can hear me. We're going to drag out this introduction a little bit. So today we have Clemson Basketball Hall of Famer from 1991 to 1993, an all-AC basketball player, second-round pick to the Antonio – Antonio, the San Antonio, San Antonio, not just the Antonio Banderas Spurs, but the San Antonio Spurs. Second, second round, that's pretty good. And 11 seasons in the NBA, Mr. Chris Whitney. Chris, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Hey, we're just glad to have you on here. I mean, we are so excited. Um, we appreciate Wayne Buckingham helping get you on here. But, uh, yeah, we appreciate you taking the time to hang out. We were there about the same time. And, you know, yeah. you guys are like, you know, y'all are like superstars because y'all were, in, you know, back in the day. So we we love having you on here. So, first of all, just tell the tell the folks, you know, what Chris Whitney's up to today. Oh, I'm just uh, enjoying life and enjoying my uh, second retirement. Uh-oh. He froze up. A teammate of mine, Jihadi White, we're doing some things with caring players, and mostly we're, we're trying to focus on um, retired players to help them, you know, in, in the transition to afterlife in the NBA. Right. Okay. Very good. So tell us, how did you end up at Clemson? Uh, you know, when you were being recruited, how did you end up there? Uh, well, I guess it was kind of like anyone else get, being recruited. Um, I was seen. <laughs> um, I, um, Clemson was the year prior was just coming off winning, um, as, as Buck likes to call it, the best team Clemson ever went in the ACC yeah. and all of that. And um, I, my first visit, um, I went to uh, Miami. And then, um, then I went to Arkansas, and then the third one was the Clemson. And um, I remember Coach Ellis, he, he asked me to name the point guards in other conferences, and the only one I could think of at the, right off the top of my head was Sean Woods, you know, at Kentucky, because I'm from Kentucky. Right. And he said, name the point guards in the ACC, and I was just running them all, like Kenny Anderson and, you know, John Crotty and uh, all these guys, you know what I'm saying, Bobby Hurley, you know, just running them off. And um, he was like, well, if, where are they going to be when they leave school? And I said, they're going to be in the league. He said, if you come and do what we think you can do, that's where you will be. I was sold. <laughs> yeah. I, I was sold. Uh, and uh, I'm glad I met. I, actually, I canceled my other visits. <laughs> and um, it, was a, it was a good choice for me. Very good. Yeah, and he, he was not wrong. <laughs> Evidently not. <laughs> So, okay, so you mentioned Buck saying that that 90 team was the best, 
the best team ever. And I'm 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 literally I'm admittedly stirring the pot. What's your take uh, on that? Is that the best team? Well, you can't. It's hard to argue that you know okay. with the 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 record and you know the things that they were able to 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 do in the tournament and things of that nature, winning the ACC. So it's hard to argue that. Um, you know, so I, I I'd like to see us against them if we were a little season, you know, they had like two, you know, we were so young as, you know, I was the oldest on the team and I was a junior, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, but they had like two first round lottery picks, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I would like to see their team against us my senior year. Then, you know, then we decide that, but you can't argue with what those guys did, you know, Oh, we can't argue. That's Fair the fun enough. part, but okay. That's, that's fine. We, we do, <laughs> well, I we will. I appreciate well, I that. <laughs> so, ahead, what's B. your uh, what's your um, favorite memory as a player? Um, one, you know, one or more, whatever you want to share with us. Oh, I mean, at Clemson, it had to be beating Florida State in the ACC tournament. You know, winning the first game and then beating them. Um, they were they had a great team. I think four first rounders on the team. And, um, you know, being able to beat them and just, just my two years at Clemson period, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was fun. You know, it was a lot of fun. Was that the year, did they have a point guard? Sam Castell, like Bob Sura. Um, yeah. Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward. Oh yeah. They were yeah. loaded. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, um, Doug Edwards went first round. Um, Rodney Dobard. They had a, they had a pretty good team. <laughs> yeah, that was good. So while you were there, we we started this podcast mainly to talk about basically just talk about the fun we have going to football games. But obviously, mm-hmm. we're going through the rest of the season talking about all the sports. Did you attend football games when you were at Clemson? Um, I have to tell the truth, no, no. I just no. I enjoyed watching it in my apartment at Calhoun Courts. <laughs> you know, I enjoyed just watching the game. I watched them, but I didn't. I didn't attend them. I must say, I did. The only game I attended was when I was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Oh, there you go. Well, you <laughs> always welcome re- that's to That's a good reason you. to attend. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that can be all right. Well, I'm do sure. you ever get back? You ever get back to Clemson now? Yeah, um, I was just there um, last June, I think, when Buck did the, the golf tournament. Um, I was there for that one. Um, I used to get back a whole lot, especially when I was playing. We would go back myself, Dale Davis, uh, Chubby Wells. You know, he would always have a camp in the area. We'd go work the camp, and we'd go up to Clemson and play. Um, and then, you know, my little brother, he's literally like my little brother. We grew up together, Greg Buckner. Uh, you know, when he was there, you know, I would always – I would get back, of course. Oh, he was good, yeah. too. Yeah, well – He's all right. He's all right. He's all right. <laughs> I remember that. All right, I'm going to go off script one second. All since right. since we're having all right, I found this picture, and oh. yeah, look at that picture, right? So, but oh. what stands out to me? Look how loose that jersey is. <laughs> I mean, that's the isn't that the way basketball jerseys are supposed to fit? What in the world has happened in the world of basketball? It's all know, it goes like this. Yeah, I think it's the it's the dry fit area. Everything is yeah. fitted now. So, and what's crazy is that that that's my senior year now. That's when I actually got a little bigger. I yeah, thought yeah. I was. I thought I was big. <laughs> <laughs> well, even if hey, even so, it's like I know as when we first started coaching, all the kids they want all that stuff big. They wanted it big mm-hmm. and loose and baggy, and 
you know, kids that should have been wearing mediums wearing XLs and whatnot. Yeah. So, but anyway, that was that was the. Well, I got the to stuff. about forty something years old. Nothing tight on me now, so we don't, right. we don't wear no we don't wear no, that right. tight. No, no, we don't. We need to breathe. We need to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris. So you started your pro career with the Spurs, mm-hmm. uh, but played at least one season with Michael Jordan and the Wizards, right? Yeah. Well, so well, I mean, well, 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 I have to correct you, Dan. I correct everybody with that. Okay. Um, Michael played with me. No, okay. No, okay. okay. Excellent. I'm joking. I'm joking. So whoever, <laughs> don't send this to MJ. Don't call. I'm joking. That, I always say that because I was in D.C. first. But, yes, I got to play with my idol, the great Michael Jordan, yes. Yeah, so uh, tell us, well, I mean, since he is Michael Jordan, what, what was that like? Wow. I mean, honestly, when people say that he walked in the room, it's like he's floating or anything, things of that nature. It really is true because I mm-hmm. could have sworn the lights got brighter when he walked in, you know, and um, his locker was ne- right next to mine. We sat across each, each other on, on the bus, on the road. Um, it was kind of surreal. You know, I, I mm-hmm. grew up just like everyone else my age. We grew up watching him. And, um, but to play with him, it, he gave you this level of confidence that I don't care who we're playing, we felt we were going to win because even though at his age, he had he had that confidence. We saw the work ethic. We saw the work that he put in, the things that he put his body through to be able to play, mm-hmm. and um, we just felt like we could we could win, and we did. And unfortunately, he got hurt and was out for a spell. But um, just playing with him, it was an honor, and it was a, I was I felt blessed to do it. And is that has that carried with you, like even now, having played with him, you know? Just think about it in that some kind of way or help you in any kind of way or anything like I, that? Well, I wouldn't. I, uh, I mean, helping me was I'm sitting here and it's I've re- been retired for six, seven years. And I'm like, well, I'm bored. I'm tired of taking kids to school. And um, I want, I'm want i going to do something. And I called two people. I called Coach Ellis and I called MJ. <laughs> I said, man, I'm bored. I need to do something. They both said, I got you. And I went to work for MJ for eight years in Charlotte. So, I mean. And we, we're still okay to this day. I don't, I, I don't have to talk to him every day. <laughs> I don't talk to him every day. But uh, right. but just, just I think, you know, one of the things um, that took place at playing with him was people got to know me a little bit more because every game was on television, um, you know, and, and they, they got to see me a whole lot more. Right. Yeah, you were in the front office uh, when – Charlotte was the Bobcats or something. Is that right? Yeah, I was. Okay. The, I was a, with the Bobcats, and then we went to the Hornets. I was, you know, I was there when they switched over to the Hornets as well. Very good. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what other is there? Are there is there any other NBA star that made an impression with you? An impression? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't. Anything I don't that would stand out to the fans? No, no. Um, no, not really. <laughs> yeah. So you, and, no, that's fine. And well, I'll tell, like I say, I remember having some classes with you and you were always a very down to earth, humble guy. And the more we talked with, when I, I'm going to say you guys to, you know, folks that were like superstars when we were in college, like celebrity types, you guys are, y'all think of each other as normal, just like me and Bailey think of each other. So it's, it's probably a tough question to ask. You know, we might think somebody made some impression or whatever, but you know, you're in, you're hanging out with, NBA guys, right. uh, 
and to us might we would think that would be awesome but to you is they're this year's teammates or whatever so it's cool well, well you know what though it, it's sometimes we um we have a, a conference call with a bunch of alumni from clemson basketball players mm-hmm. and i still get like you know i'll be like i do be an aussie eldon campbell horace you know and dale and i you know we actually lived together um when i first came out of school in one of Tree Rollins' homes in Atlanta, you know, during the summer while we was working out. But I still get like, you know, I remember looking at the uh the 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 the, the book that they were sending, the all the paraphernalia they were sending me, and I was seeing all these guys on it. And so I still get like in awe. Like I, I think I remember the first time that um I played against Eldon and um it was in LA and um you know, he just, I never met him before. He just walked past me, tapped me on the, on the hip. What's up, young fella? I was like, wow, that's Eldon Clemson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but, um, you know, it's the, those things right there, they still hold dear to me. Um, you know, one of the guys that I, first guys I met was like Marion Cash. And, um, you know, I remember being in study hall and he was finishing up um, his degree there. Just been in study hall talking to him and you know things like that stood out stands out to me though. That's cool. So speaking of the folks from Clemson getting together, and you've already mentioned uh, Wayne's fundraiser. Mm-hmm. So tell us about so this coming August is the fourth annual the gala. He's adding the gala, so it's a whole weekend's mm-hmm. worth of stuff. Friday night there's like a tailgate. There's a gala event on Saturday and, and see there, there's going to be a roast with the 90 championship <laughs> basketball team and the 81 football I've heard. So that's, oh, I'm not going to have to stir the pot there. Not so at I, all. Yeah. That's, that's going to be really good. And then the golf on Sunday. So are you, are you, you're planning to attend this, correct? I am trying to fit that into the schedule. Um, it's normally easier for me when it's not in August. I have two uh, birthdays. Um, that's, uh, my kids on the ones on the second and ones on the fifth. So it kind of depends on what they have going. And Wayne's gonna tell you, bring them all down there. I'm like Wayne, I don't. <laughs> they've been to Clemson before. Uh, I don't know if they want to travel back down there. But uh, I am trying to work it into the plans. And I think you know I, what people need to understand. I, uh, you know, you call him Wayne. I call him Big Bruh or Buck. Yeah. And but uh but but Buck has always been a giver. You you know what I'm saying? So him doing this uh doesn't surprise me at all. Um he and everyone, everything, every organization or person that he he he, he makes it uh services around it is for is for a great cause. So yeah, I'm trying to make it in there. Last year I had a great time. Um Speaking of which, Grayson Marshall, every time I see him, it's like, wow, that's Grayson Marshall right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, he, he it's always good to, you know, catch up with those guys. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. – we're, we're looking forward to it. And so you've been there before. So anybody listening, they could get a ticket, and there's definitely going to be, whether you make it or not, there's going to be dozens and dozens of yes. former Clemson, you know, basketball, football coaches, players, et cetera, uh, definitely. And I, I say, I call him Buck too, but I'm scared to say Buck too much on this. I might get, I don't want to get letters mixed up and get in trouble on the podcast. 
So right. I just yeah, sometimes stick with F- Wayne. We don't, but... we, don't, we, don't, we don't need FCC calling anybody like yeah. that. Now. Yeah, we'll definitely get in trouble. So, what? But we're we are going to be there, and we're going to be promoting this event uh, from now until then. And at the event, we're going to go and still try to get some people online because there's a way to give online. And if you're listening, we'll share this link that we're referring to. So if you want to join us, a lot of different ways to join. Like I say, hopefully meet Chris, definitely uh, meet Greg. Grayson said he's coming. We had him on here a couple of weeks ago and he's, he said he's definitely coming. Yeah. And the horse is, is, is locked in. Yeah, and there is yeah. actually a way to hang out with Horace, and we can talk about we can explain that later. But because uh, we can let Chris go, but we appreciate Chris's time. Chris, we appreciate it. It was really good to talk to you. Hope hope your retire your second or third retirement's going well. You probably got a fourth <laughs> coming. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope this <laughs> hey, is it. <laughs> good luck with getting those kids to school. All right, yeah, thank you. Do. I appreciate All it, guys. Thank you for being here. All right. Yeah, we thank appreciate you. Chris and go Tigers. All right, go Tigers. Thank you for listening to part one of the Fun Fans podcast brought to you by Rubens and the Fanboys Fangirls Podcasting Network. Part two should be published within 48 hours. Thanks for listening.